You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pump fakes, looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. What up, 12s? You're listening to Hawk Talk Recap. I'm Michael Bumpus along with Nasa Chobi. The Hawks get it done. They beat the Eagles 23-17. to It was more like 23-9. to You know, they threw a little Hail Mary at the end and made it look interesting. But the story of the day, Naz, was Mr. DK Metcalf. Dude had 177 yards on 10 catches. His best game as a professional. Something about Philly. This dude just balls out. He was there last year in the playoffs at 160 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and the bear was poked a little bit pregame, wasn't he? Oh, for sure, man. Don't talk to that man. Don't talk to that man. DK Metcalf's a bad man. I've been telling y'all all season he's a superstar. <laughs> yeah. Why well, poke the bear pregame? Philly paid for once again, and and Seahawks just got their number, man. That's seven straight wins over Philly. Yeah, and I like early, man. DK caught a couple slants. You know, he's um he he caught he caught a deep ball to really get the offense going, but it really was one establishing the run and then getting the quick game going, and he was a big component of that. But this defense, there's something different about this defense right now. Their swag is different. Their energy is different. They came out and forced five consecutive three and outs. I can't tell you the last time I saw that. And apparently that's the second time that's happened all year in the NFL. Yeah. Not only is it the second time it's happened all year, uh, guess who the other team was? Philly. The Philadelphia Eagles. But hey, here's the thing. These guys are professional athletes. This is the National Football League. And to start a game five, three and outs, I don't care who you're playing. That's that's good team defense. That's doing what you're supposed to be. That's being where you're supposed to be. That's getting after the quarterback. That's guys dropping in the right spot. And um, the thing about Carson Wentz, yeah, he has not had a good season this year. We knew he was going to turn the ball over. It's been a whole issue with their injuries up front on the offensive line. But they still got some good guys over there. And Carson's still a good athlete. And the Seahawks made him look completely incompetent, especially through that first half. Had a lot of pressure on him. Um, since week eight, these guys have sacked the quarterback 22 times. That's top of the league, 22 times. There was a time during this year where they didn't get a sack in a game. Mm-hmm. Now, you get Carlos Dunlap, guys are getting healthy. LJ's moving around. Jay Reed's doing his thing. Mayoa gets healthy. Again, I think it's the second week in a row. Pete Carroll was telling us, he goes, hold on, guys. This team is going to get better, and we're starting to see that. Now, you touched on Carson Wentz. He was 25 of 45, 215, two passing touchdowns. One interception, I just didn't know what he, who he was throwing to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diggs was in the right place, right time. I believe that tight end just sat down in his own. He was expecting a seam. We knew a mistake like that was coming, unfortunately, for Carson Wentz. We knew that at some point he was just going to toss the football up, and all this defense had to do was be there to make the play. Oh, yeah, you could even tell from the – if you people were listening to the actual TV Monday Night Broadcast, um, they were like, and there's the interception, <laughs> as if it was like they were just waiting for it to happen. And uh, miscommunication, it was hard to tell what was going on because the Seahawks looked like they were in man coverage across the board, man free with digs in the middle. And I, I guess he thought his tight end was going to break the other way, but he threw the ball before the tight end broke either way. So he hit uh, digs right between the three and the seven. So it was good to see there. But you talked about the pass rush, man. I mean, their win rate on Monday night was 62%, their highest of the game this season. You mentioned the 22 sacks. It feels like a century ago where every single week after every single game, no matter how we played, we were talking about the defensive line. 
Yeah. We're talking about how we drafted Daryl Taylor and how we paid Jaron Reed, and we have all these guys, and LJ Collier was a first-round pick, and he's coming back for a second year. What's going on? Well, finally, Carlos Dunlop kind of got this thing going, so get out those dudes back. Give credit where credit is due. The D-line is playing super well. Uh, defensive line coach Clint Hurt got those boys rolling, and uh, I'm just happy we don't have to talk about that anymore. Not an issue. Yes, if Trust the Process was a football team, the Seattle Seahawks would be that. All right, now they are 8-3. and three. They're number one in the NFC West and number two in the NFC overall. Now, this is the seventh straight win over Philly. They went down there and did what they're supposed to do. Let's highlight some of these playmakers. Touchdown, Seahawks! Playmakers. Show them what time it is! All right, playmakers, Russell Wilson will start with number three. But another good game, nothing crazy, no video game numbers, but once again, incredibly efficient. 22 for 31, 230 yards in one touchdown. And most importantly, uh, second straight week where he had zero turnovers. Um, he becomes just the second QB with 3,000 passing yards, 20 touchdowns in each of their first nine seasons. Only other one to accomplish that feat was Peyton Manning. So Russell Wilson is doing what, we expected him to do, like I said, it, we've kind of gotten away from the huge video game numbers. We were throwing the ball a little less. Um, after the first drive, the offense kind of got out of sync, out of rhythm for a little bit. But they kind of found it. And like I said, it's all about taking care of the rock. They possessed the ball. They didn't turn it over. And that's all you can ask for from your quarterback. That's it. You know, I'm I'm kind of glad that the MVP talk is over. And just, just let him play his game. He is an MVP, but he might not get it this year just because you're looking at Mahomes throwing up all these crazy numbers. It's all about winning and getting healthy. And he has weathered the storm. Mahomes and those guys haven't had to deal, deal with all the injuries that Russell had to deal with yep. and get the pressure. He has gotten. So I'm okay with that. The dude is 29, 8, and 1 in primetime games. This dude loves the limelight. He loves the shine. He loves to show the country what he's all about. And we appreciate him for that. Next playmaker, we just talked about earlier, DK Metcalf. Caught 10 passes for 177 yards. Darius Slay had a long night. Woo. Darius Slay came out talking that talk, getting in DK's <laughs> face. DK said, you know what? Don't worry. I'll be back. I'm going to hit you for 177. And Slay was humble after the game. Did you catch his interview? I did. I was actually – I was impressed. I figured he'd come out there and say, well, you know, he's an okay player, but I got to – no, he, he owned it. He owned it okay. because, I mean, hey, the film don't lie. Everyone watching that game is not – you can't lie in the defensive film room. And one of the funniest things I saw was the Philadelphia Inquirer, their uh, big-time newspaper out there. Headline had a DK Metcalf, Moss, and Darius Slay, and it mm. said Seattle by D-K-O. So, Ooh, I mean, that's they, smooth. They, they cold out there. But, I mean, this dude <laughs> – I mean, I've been saying it. He is a superstar, and the crazy thing, Bump, is – as good as he is, he leads the league in receiving with 1,039 yards through 11 games, according to ESPN Stats and Info. That makes him the fastest player in Seahawks history to top 1,000 yards in a season. He's also the fifth most yards by a first- or second-year player through 11 games in the past 30 seasons. 1,900 career receiving yards. Metcalf's only 88 away from passing Joey Galway for the most through two seasons in franchise history. But the thing, Bump, is he can get so much better. He could have had over 250 yards. Yeah. Yeah, if he just eliminates a couple of drops. Seems like there's a drop a game. But if when you're making plays like he's making, you kind of just throw the drops away and say, okay, we will work on that. People are comparing him to Megatron. At first I heard that. I'm like, man, what are y'all talking about? Then I looked at the stats. I'm like, hold up. His rookie season was better than Megatron's rookie season. I think Megatron had about 700 yards. DK had about 900. Yep. Four touchdowns. DK had like eight. This year, 
Megatron, his second year, Megatron at 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns. DK looks like he's probably going to pass that. He's got 1,000 yep. so far, but what, four, four games left. Um, he has nine touchdowns. He's probably going to pass him with 12. Numbers-wise, I say he's right there with Megatron. There's a couple things that I feel will put him over the top eventually, the skill-wise, but it's it's safe to compare him now. At first, I wouldn't touch it. Second yep. year going in, I wouldn't touch that comparison, but numbers don't lie. You're looking at what this young man is doing. It's fun to watch, and I love the way he kept his composure last night. He gives everybody little man syndrome. Like, mm-hmm. every little DB is going to want to square up and bark at him behind the fence. You open the fence up, the dog gets loose. Now you got to <laughs> really play football and see what you're going to do. No, I mean, it happens every single week, and the cool thing about DK is – he knows where to toe that line because he'll do this and the other guy gets upset. The, the flag is always on the DB. Every yeah. single time this year, it's always been on the DB. And, he, and I think what happens is, like you mentioned, DBs get in there. They're like, no, I'm going to get in this dude's head. I'm going to be physical with him. I'm going to do this and that. And then he cooks him. I mean, the only DB this entire year, including, so you had Stephon Gilmore, you've had Patrick Peterson, you've had Darius Slave, had all these good guys. The only person that has really done anything to slow Metcalf down this year is Jalen Ramsey. So, Really excited for round two of that matchup. And then the other thing, too, with DK is just like, I, I'm just, I'm getting to the point where I'm just not surprised by anything I see from him anymore. I mean, nope. he, he's telling you what he's going to do. He's got a different hairstyle every week. <laughs> I mean, he's just doing what he wants to do. And he, he's really showing the NFL that he is an elite company. And when you're compared to Calvin Johnson, I mean, that's one of the best dudes to ever play this game. So yep. that's pretty crazy right there. And then I'll, I'll jump into this bump. Jim Schwartz, defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you talking to DeKalen Metcalf before the game starts? Please tell me DeKalen. why. Yeah, oh, yeah, I want a government name. Yes, don't sir. Don't talk to DeKalen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bump. I mean, I don't, I'm sure DK might have kind of twisted it to get his own motivation, but he essentially said, hey, you know, I've been, I was in Detroit. I was around Megatron. You're a good player, but you're not quite him yet. So, of course, DK hears that when he heard. I'm not good. I'm not this. I'm not that. I don't want to be <laughs> Megatron. He heard something completely different. That's some MJ stuff. Uh-huh. But I love to see it. And he owes an apology to Darius Slay and the entire secondary. I hope in their meetings today it starts with, hey, guys, that's on me. My bad. My bad. Hey, Philly got to have the Tell the Truth Monday coaches edition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Coach got to stand down and be like, that's on me, fellas. Hey, but that that uh, that headline, Seattle by DKO, that might be the hardest one I've heard in a long time. Long yes, time. Sir. All right, next playmaker, Chris Carson, was back for the first time since week seven against Arizona. He had eight carries for 41 yards, one touchdown, two receptions for 18 yards. He had 41 yards rushing, but it felt different. It wasn't your average 41. It was a downhill, I'm back, I'm fresh, remember who I am, mm-hmm. tie 41 yards. That touchdown, that 16-yard touchdown he had, he broke three or four tackles. There was no denying this man. No disrespect to DJ Dallas, mm-hmm. Travis Homer, Scarborough, all the guys who filled in while 32 was gone. But the first time he touched the football, which got called back, it was a swing pass. You're like, hold on, this is different. Yep. We haven't seen this type of speed and just velocity in a long time. No question about it. And then they came back on the very next play, went to the other side with that swing route. And you're right, just the, the physical nature of Chris Carson, the way he runs the ball is just different. When when he gets a carry up the middle and it looks like it's going to go for no gain or loss of one, Chris always makes it at least a no gain or he gets two yards or puts his head down. And then that touchdown, I, I promise you, he's probably like, I am not going to be denied because sometimes <laughs> we'd be throwing down by the goal line. So he's yeah, like, nope, yeah. I'm getting in this end zone. This is my touchdown. He, we definitely had him on a pitch count uh, last night. I mean, 
only getting eight carries, only getting his hand on the ball ten times. But I'm okay with it to keep this man fresh because um, we're definitely going to need him if we're going to do anything in the postseason or to potentially Super Bowl run. We're going to need 32. Going to need 32. Carlos High played okay as well. Again, mm-hmm. he had uh, more carries, not not a bunch of yards, but it, it feels good. It feels like both running backs kept the defense honest, and that's all you want. You want those linebackers to have to take those run steps when it comes to the run game. For sure. And now we just got to give a shout-out to the, the entire Seahawks defense. We'll give one personal shout-out to the defense later. But, I mean, they held the Eagles to 17 points. Really should have been nine, like we said. It was for a yep. cheap late touchdown. That's three weeks in a row the defense has taken huge strides. Allowing 17 points is a season low. They held the Eagles to 250 yards of total offense, another season low. Started the game with five three and outs. I mean, you take out that last drive, they only held them to 198 yards. Um, and then the big thing that jumped out to me is they held the Eagles to just 75-yard rushing. Miles Sander had six carries for 15 yards, only 2.5 yards a carry, came into the game averaging 5.7 yards a carry, which led the NFL. So I think it's safe to say early on we weren't sure about this rush defense if it was because teams were deciding to throw more and it was more of a numbers thing. No, teams that run the football, with the exception of Minnesota, we've completely shut them down. So you're you're saying that this defense is legit. This is a legit defense. They have six sacks, seven tackles for loss, five passes defended. Nasa Shelby, there was a game where there were no passes defended. There was a game there were no uh, passes defended. Now we got linebackers getting their hands on the football, seven tackles for loss, 12 quarterback hits. That was one thing that they've done okay with all year. They've been hitting the quarterback, I would say. And yeah. I think that's what kind of gave people hope. They're like, look, they're, they're getting there. They're just a, a fraction off. But now they're making those things turn into sacks. This defense played with a speed and a hunger that I haven't seen in a while. And I want to say Philadelphia kind of set the tone when it came to that. Because Philadelphia was out there smacking dudes those first yep. few series. And that defense looked across the, the sideline and was like, all right, y'all want to play? Let's get it done. Oh, for sure. And the confidence you, Pete had in the defense, you know, you can disagree with whatever play calls we ran and the two times we went for on a fourth down. But it was because what the defense was doing. He had all the face that the defense will come out and just get another stop. And they're, they're playing at a high level. And Paul Moyer says this all the time. Let's throw out the beginning of the season, right? It's going to be about what we're doing at the end of the season. And if you look at what we've done through the last 10 quarters, those numbers would rank in a top 10 on defense. So it's good to see them turning the page. Turn the pace. Hey, big ups to Bobby Wagner. 100 tackles for the ninth season in a row. Bobby Wags, most consistent guy on this football team other than Russell Wilson. Now, he he crossed the century mark this game, but his best play to me was running down the middle of the field yep. with tight end Goddard and making a play. I asked Pete Carroll this morning, I go, is that an underrated part of his game? He said, most definitely. It's nice to see 54. Still got some juice in those legs, baby, running with them tight ends. Oh, for sure. He's running with a tight end down the, down the you know, 45 yards down the field, running a little corner around. He's with him stride for stride. Doesn't interfere with him, gets his hands up, breaks the hands, knocks the ball down. So, love to see Bobby Wags getting it done. Now, a special shout-out to Mr. Jamal Adams. He led the yes, team sir. with nine tackles, one sack, one TFL, two quarterback hits. Adams is the first defensive back to have six-plus sacks in multiple seasons in the history of the NFL when sacks started being tracked in 1982. And Jamal's just balling out, man. I think this is the first time we got to see him look completely healthy like we saw against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the more I watch film on the Seahawks, the more I appreciate Jamal Adams' role on this football team. Now, people 
are going to ask him, oh, he doesn't cover well. He covers good enough. Don't sleep on his mm-hmm. cover skills. But this dude is here to roam. I, I watched him for two series straight. I rewatched the game, and he's just lurking. He's always lurking. And I love his energy, and I love his passion. He doesn't even have to make the play. Right. And he's yelling at the sideline like he made the play. And that dude's feed off of that, that energy, that intensity. And he has, just like how Quandre Diggs, I mean, uh, Diggs, uplifted this team last last year came yep. through a bunch of picks brought a bunch of energy that's what i'm seeing out of jamal adams i love it i love the way he plays there's a different swag about this defense he's a big part of that oh no question about it and he six and a half sacks he leads the team okay bump he missed four games four games and he's probably gonna have d- double digit sacks um like you said him roman and just he's just a guy that dave wyman always says extra meeting guy that an offense has to do extra stuff to prepare for you have to have extra meetings to figure out on every snap. Okay, you have to identify, hey, 54 is the mic, but hey, where's 33? Yeah, and I, I saw a blitz at a dime. And one of their dime packages is fun to look at because you got Ryan Neal out there. You got Ugo out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're walking d- uh, digs down the right side of the formation. Boom, he blitzes. The left end drops into space. Carson Wentz is looking. He's confused. It's just they're getting cute with their blitzes now. And I like it. I like it out of diamond as well because it allows you to still cover when you have those extra DBs out there. If he weren't able to get to the quarterback so quickly, I don't think they would have be comfortable calling plays like that. Kid Norton, Pete Carroll, y'all keep doing what you're doing. All right, let's talk about these receivers in the receiver roundup. DK Metcalf, like we mentioned, had 10 catches, 177 yards, no touchdowns, but a longer 52. Tyler Lockett had three for 23. I'm low-key concerned about Tyler. I just want to make sure he's okay. I think he's okay. <laughs> I think he understands, like, look, as long as we're winning, uh, you know, I'm going to get my time to shine, but I just don't want him to feel any type of way. I love this dude. I love his mentality. I love the way he plays. I just want to make sure he's okay, though. I got to check in on, on Lockett. Oh, for sure. And it's it's, it's just bizarre because we're, we're used to seeing, obviously, bigger numbers. We're used to seeing him being targeted more. I feel like he's been quiet for the last couple of weeks. And that's just the bad news, man. These New York teams that we're about to play, the Washington football team, everyone on our schedule, Tyler Lockett has been kind of quiet for a couple of weeks. Y'all better, yeah. y'all better watch out because, yeah, watch out. only Tyler should always have more than four targets in a game. And that's partly yeah. what the defense was doing. Um, but just wait. Tyler's going to have a huge bounce back game. I feel that next week. I believe it. Carson had two catches for 18. Jacob Hollister had two for 11. Carlos Hyde had two for seven. Demo Swag had three for minus six, but guess what? <laughs> he got into the zone. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. Forget the yards, Demo. You got into the zone, baby. All right. Now we're going to break down a play. The coach's corner. This is Russell Wilson finds DK for 52 yards on third and 13. Third down and 13. Here comes a blitz this time. Russ looks. Now he's going to let it fly. Got a man out there. Metcalf makes the catch at the five. He's down yard line the Seahawks needed to open things up and they did Russell saw single coverage and nobody throws the deep ball like Russell Wilson all the way down inside the five a 52 yard reception DK Metcalf welcome back to Philly now it just it looks like man coverage right here it looks like man they send their mic on the blitz so the running back has to pick that up does a great job picking up the blitz and now what is the safety doing for philly why is he taking any steps forward i don't understand exactly what's going on right there he should be in that back pedal especially when there's a blitz going you know that russell wilson's gonna take a shot all dk does get on his toes runs a simple post once you get behind dk if russell leads dk it's almost impossible he's it's so over. Big and wide, you're not going to be able to get around him and make a play. 
This is just I'm faster than you. I'm stronger than you. And you have no safety help. What I don't understand is obviously I'm not in their team meeting rooms. I didn't hear the play call. It looks like you said looks like they're in man free. I have no idea why not only is there free safety walking down, he then also shuffles a couple steps like he's trying to take away maybe because DK ran a bunch of slants early in the game. I don't know what he's gambling on. But look at the the down and distance. It's third and 13. I just <laughs> yeah. I have no explanation for that. He comes down and now maybe you think okay, well, I'm going to cheat underneath, I guess, because Darius Slay can get him one on one. I don't know what scenario where you're like, "Oh, might as well just leave DK out there by himself. I don't care who's covering him. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. His eyes got him, got him in trouble. I think he's looking at that crossing route as well. He feels Lockett going across the field, but he's got that linebacker there to help. I think that's a bust. I think DK and Russell Wilson took advantage of that. And if they want to be one of the greatest duos in history, like they keep talking about, they have to do things like this. Defense makes a mistake. Go up top. Russell mm-hmm. Wilson throws the best deep ball in the game. DK, I believe, is number two in the league when it comes to receptions. Over 20 yards. Great example of just taking advantage of a defense mistake. Well, and if you're Slay, he has good technique to start. He's he's already kind of bailing at the snap of the ball. It's demoralizing as a, as a DB, especially as a corner. If you're in a backpedal, his hips are already open. So it's not like he had to flip his hips. You're in a backpedal and the guy just runs by you. I mean, that's, that's what gracious. happened. He literally just ran right by down the middle of the field, and that's just helpless. Like you said, when you're in trail technique and you're trailing number 14, good luck. You know, that reminds me of, that's why I stopped running track. I stopped running track and it started practicing because dudes just kept beating me, and I didn't <laughs> like that. The dudes was running by me. There's nothing I could do about it. Like, I'm just not as fast as that dude. That's what that reminds me of. That's the feeling he probably had <laughs> watching DK fly by him. All right, greatest formation in football, NASA Chobie. Let's go. Here comes the Seahawks offense onto the field and the Vikings defense trudging out there, knowing that one kneel down and the Seahawks are going to wind the clock down and win this one. It's the victory formation on Hawk Talk. Best formation in football, the victory formation. We actually got to get into that last night. Two weeks in a row, back in the win column, snapped a three-game losing streak on the road, which is huge. And like we said at the beginning of the podcast, the Seahawks defense stayed consistent, building off another strong performance last Thursday night against the Cardinals. Defense is playing the best ball they've played all season, and it's great to see right as we're heading into December for this stretch run. Defense is balling. DK let the world know once again, I am for real. Go ahead and compare me to Megatron. The numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Another week with zero turnovers, and the Hawks are in first place in the division. They control their own destiny right now. Just went out. You went out. You're 13-3. and I'm going to call it now. The Saints are going to lose a game because Mm -hmm. Taysom Hill's not a real quarterback. He's an athlete who can throw. And if they throw Jameis in there, it's really a wrap. And it's a 30 for 30. No disrespect, Jameis, but you threw 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. I'm just – I'm not hating. I'm just calling it how I see it. I'm not hating, but shouldn't he be playing, Bump? I mean, complete side note, shouldn't shouldn't you be playing a guy that is an actual quarterback, don't you think? I mean, if you're you're the New Orleans – I know you pay Taysom Hill all that money, so maybe that's why they're they're deciding to do this, but – I don't know. I think I think James should be out there. Regardless who's playing quarterback for him, though, I think they're going to drop a game. I like where your head's at, 13-3, and three, getting potentially a first-round bye, depending if all these other teams can figure out their COVID situations. But I like what I'm seeing out there. 13-3 sounds really good to me. Yeah, I also think you pointed out, we have to tip our hats off to the Seahawks, the only team in the NFL thus far 
to not have a positive COVID. And you know what? Who plays a big role in that? Mr. Nash Chobi. He's the tracker, man. He's running down, getting the chits, making sure everybody's good. So, hey, I'm going to tip my hat off to you too, sir. Well done. I appreciate that bump. I appreciate it. You know, you do what you got to do to help this football team out. We all got to, you know, pick up the slack in certain type of ways. Happy to help. But like you said, the Seahawks control their own destiny. You take care, beat the teams like you always say that you're supposed to beat. Take care of New York. Take care of New York. Take care of Washington. You got another big matchup with the Rams. And you got the 49ers. A lot of football to be played. I know it's the NFL. Everyone gets coached the same. But the Seahawks are in great shape. And I expect them to continue winning ballgames. Keep the good times rolling. That was fun. I'm Michael Bumpus. He's Nasa Choey. The Hawks beat the Eagles 23-17. to Number one in the division. Number two in the conference. On comes the Giants. Let's get it done. Talk to you next time.